0: The reading comes from one Samuel chapter three, verses one to ten. It's on page two hundred and seventy three of the Church Bible. The Lord calls Samuel The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, Samuel, And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, Calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This gospel
1: reading is taken from John chapter 1, verses 43 to 50. John chapter 1, verses 43 to 50. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Jesus calls Philip and Nathanael. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law. And about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were On the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
2: Loving God, thank you for uh, this story which is opened before us today. Uh, May our hearts be open to it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please do be seated. So John one as a chapter. Um, <clears throat> is very famous, but mostly for the prologue, which is verses 1 to 18. Uh, it's so famous at Christmas time. Uh, the word became flesh and lived among us, uh, that often we don't think about the other stories which are captured in this chapter. And here today, we have uh, these stories of Philip and Nathaniel. Um, particularly thinking of Philip, who is the evangelist, and Nathanael, which means God's gift. That's his name. So Jesus decides to go to Galilee, and he finds Philip. And we hear that Philip lives in the same place as Andrew and Peter, so we can surmise that Philip knows Andrew and Peter. Um, And if we read the bit in between verse 43, which we've just read now, and from verse 19 onwards, we'd have heard this sort of interaction um, (coughs) in which John the Baptist is uh, saying to his disciples to follow Jesus, that Jesus is the, the one of whom he has spoken. And he's called... Uh, Jesus is called Andrew and Peter. But Andrew and Peter were John's disciples. So they knew something uh, of Jesus from John the Baptist. And so Jesus goes and we can surmise that he'd heard about Philip from Andrew and Peter. uh, And that probably Philip had heard about Jesus on the recommendation of John the Baptist. It's a very relational story. Uh, it's rooted in particular places and particular people. And it shows the nature of how human beings work, the way in which we make judgments about what we are going to do where we are going to go, who we are going to trust. We rely on those that we already trust and we listen to their opinions. There's a lovely kind of gossipy nature to the story, a gossiping uh, that is happening about who Jesus is and who he might be. The story passed on to different people, raising interest and drawing people in. So when Jesus goes to Galilee and finds Philip, and we know that probably Jesus knew about Philip and Philip knew about Jesus, uh, we have this lovely interaction. Philip, known as the evangelist, from this first encounter, this meeting, Uh, but probably more well-known to us as the evangelist uh, in the book of Acts, who meets the Ethiopian eunuch on the road. And it's lovely, because here, in his interaction then with Nathaniel, he says, we have found the one about whom it is written, And he's obviously someone who knows the scriptures well because that's what he does with the Ethiopian eunuch on the road in that story in Acts. He unpacks the scriptures and he understands that the scriptures only make sense and only really have a value in that they are the ones, they are the the words that talk about Jesus. They are the stories that reveal who Jesus is to us. But Philip isn't content simply to be shown and told the information of who Jesus is and hold that to himself. He is immediately and always and consistently, as we can see throughout his life in the Gospels and in that story in Acts, immediately off to share the story of Jesus and so he goes to find Nathaniel, God's gift. And he says, we found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Philip, the devout Jew, knowing the scriptures. That the scriptures are not simply historical stories. They are to kind of give us some information. The scriptures are not informational. But they are transformational. When they are read. uh, And can be seen and brought to life. By the Holy Spirit at work in us. When we are reading them. They help us to know God and to see God. And so he's talking to Nathaniel, also a devout Jew, who will also know the Scriptures and is waiting for the Messiah of whom the Scriptures speak. And yet when uh, Philip comes to Nathaniel and says we found him about whom Moses speaks. Nathaniel's answer is, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Reminds me of that John Betjeman poem, um, which always uh, struck a chord with me because I was slightly offended by it having spent uh, much of my teenage years in slough (laughs) come friendly bombs and fall on slough it isn't fit for humans now says Betjeman about slough he's talking really about the industrialization that there's no space for cows in slough Um, however can anything good come out of Nazareth wonder if it sounds like anything that you may have heard recently in the news about the things that people say about other countries and other places and we make value judgments like this judgments on people based on where they come from and I should probably thank Donald Trump, for constantly giving up-to-date sermon illustrations on a seemingly day-to-day basis. But he does symbolize something in this attitude that perhaps we would like to say, oh, Donald Trump, he's terrible and says these awful things, but perhaps he's saying something which we all are guilty of. In some ways, people, I think, of course, are not really scandalized, because he called some countries uh, "s-hole countries." Um, but really because we think that what he meant was that the people who come from those places are s-hole people. That's why we're upset. that's why I'm upset. That's why they are upset. Compounded by the fact that he backed up his statement by saying something along the lines of wouldn't it be nice to have some lovely Norwegian immigrants come to the States. They just happen to be white. We'd like some nice European descent immigrants. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Oh, Nathaniel, to be judged akin to Donald Trump. But like with Trump, it's easy then to judge Nathaniel. But perhaps he is only saying what we think at our worst, the way that we judge the worth of one another. Can anything good come out of Rainer's Lane? Can anything good come out of South Oxy? Can anything good come out of Wealdstone? And Philip's response to this. Come and see. We often judge on reputation, what we've heard. I know I do. I've heard that such and such a place is a bit rough. I don't think I'll go there. I've heard that so-and-so, uh, she said this. She's a Tory. He's a liberal. So they must be like this. But Philip says come and see it's all about actual relationship you may have heard this but come and see i mean i think philip understood what nathaniel was saying cuz he doesn't say oh no nazareth's really nice you've got it completely wrong but there's a necessity to see beyond the reputation come and see Meet the person. Share breathing air with them. Don't allow your prejudices about the place inform what you think about the people who come from there. And it seems to me really appropriate that Jesus came from a rough part of the neighborhood. Born in nowhere town. Lives in a rough estate. Here is your God. Here is your God. And one of the important streams of thinking that Jesus did overturn in his life was this idea that what is on the outside shows the value of the person. The religious leaders would get het up about ritual washing and showy prayers Uh, and making sure that you didn't touch dead people or women who were on their period or lepers. They thought that what was on the outside would corrupt us. Lovely, pure, clean people. What's on the outside? If I touch them, I will be corrupted. Jesus said that what is on the inside of us is what infects our context. It's the other way around, in other words. The value of each human being uh, made in the image of God with the potential of that uh, being expressed in who they are. That is what gives value to the things ...that they do and the places they inhabit. For Jesus to touch the leper, they are made clean. He is not made dirty. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Come and see. The other side to this, I think, is that as human beings... It's interesting, isn't it, that sometimes in an unconscious way, we project our own feelings. So sometimes what we say and think about other people uh, or places is in fact what we are feeling about ourselves. And in order to relieve some of the discomfort that we feel about Uh, perhaps our own worth and value, we project that onto something external to us, outside of ourselves. Perhaps Nathaniel needed to hear that his name was not a mistake. Gift from God. Can anything good come out of Nathaniel? And so he meets Jesus and Jesus says to him, here is a true and honest Israelite. Can anything good come out of Nathanael? And in response to what Jesus says, Nathaniel says, how do you know me? Here is a true and honest Israelite. How do you know me? And Jesus says, "I saw you. I saw you under the fig tree." Doesn't say, "But I wonder what Nathaniel was doing under the fig tree." Something in the statement of Jesus connected with Nathaniel. He was seen. And so he saw. Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. He has his own personal epiphany. And these things being known and being seen, they are integral to our self worth, aren't they? Being understood. It's in the being known and being seen by Jesus that Nathaniel found himself and we find ourselves known and seen. In being known and seen by Jesus, we become who we are made already to be. What is inside of us? Becomes unlocked. Nathaniel becomes the true and honest Israelite. Who do we become? What do you need to hear Jesus say to you this morning? I'm going to give us some space now uh, to think about that with Jesus (laughs) in your prayer. Um, And what we're going to do, just in order to help us do that, is a very simple symbolic action. I'm going to invite you to come forward and just light a candle. It's a way of expressing uh, that desire to be known and to know Jesus to be seen uh, by the light of the world Um, and Catherine and Ollie are going to uh, sing uh, a song called I heard the voice of Jesus say so as you're coming please do ponder these things in your heart and please do just come up I'll stand at the front for the candles be known and be seen by you Help us to have ready hearts and souls. Who, when we encounter you and you tell us who we are, our eyes are opened afresh to know who you are and see you in our own lives. And in the lives of those around us. Can anything good come out of Wheelstone? Come and see. Amen.